Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. What do you say we do something a little different today? I've got Nick Snap joining me, who is our first guest really outside of the private club industry. And the reason I wanted to get Nick on is because he is a productivity expert. He's the host of the Make It Snappy Productivity Show. I'm a big fan of his podcast, and I thought some of the lessons that he could bring us would be very valuable to starting our 2017 off right. So I wanted to have Nick on the show. Listen, we are all busy. We're all overwhelmed. If you're a club manager or you work in a management role in your club, you're probably overwhelmed. If you're anything like me, you're probably getting 100 emails a day. You're probably getting phone calls. You're probably getting interrupted in your office. Well, Nick Snap is going to come on the show today and he's going to show us how we can avoid overwhelm, how we can declutter our inbox, how we can stick to one crucial task and see it through to completion. If you've had trouble doing this and you want to change and you feel like you can be more productive, you are going to enjoy today's interview with Nick. He's a really nice guy. Can't wait to bring him on the show. But before we bring Nick on, I wanted to share a couple little tidbits with you today. First off, if you haven't already, we have a group in Facebook called the Private Club Radio Listeners Forum, and I want to invite listeners to head over there and get involved in the discussion. Actually, Nick Snap, our guest today, is going to be joining us over in that group. So if you have questions for Nick after his interview, that's the place to ask him and get some answers. Nick was really kind to join our group, and and he really wanted to be a resource for the show. So if you want to connect with me or some of the guests or other listeners of this show and crowdsource some ideas and have some really intelligent discussion, that's the place to do it. If you're on Facebook, just search for Private Club Radio. We should pop right up. It's a closed group. It's private, but If you knock on the door, I will probably let you in. The next announcement is a big one. In April, we are continuing our webinar series, and the topic is knowing when and when not to accept that next management position. This is going to be hosted by Norm Spitzig of Master Club Advisors. You've probably heard him on this show. He's been a guest a couple of times and delivered some exceptional value. He's full of knowledge. I'm going to actually let Norm tell you what's going to happen. This is a little clip that he provided for us. Have a listen. Hi, everybody. Norm Spitzig here. I'm real excited about doing my first webinar on Private Club Radio. The topic is knowing when and when not to take that job offer. Sounds like a simple topic. Think. All of us, if you're decent in the club field, you can be a club manager, assistant manager, food and beverage, superintendent, pro. You're going to get that call from a headhunter. You're going to get a call from the club itself, and they're going to say, hey, we heard good things about you. We'd like to hire you or have you come in for an interview. You feel really good inside. You're beating your chest. You think, hey, this is pretty good. They're after me. I'm going to think about taking that job. So you go for the interview. Wait, not so fast. 
In my topic, I'm going to talk about 10 warning signs that the club might be really a questionable operation or the governance of the club might not fit your style. This webinar will work for assistant managers, as I said, food and beverage managers. It's geared for general managers, of course, but I want people to go to a club where they have a chance of succeeding, not just moving. That's always been my mantra, doing searches for, for master club advisors. Anyway, I hope you've seen me on my first two private club radio uh, interviews, and I'm really excited about doing this webinar. Look at the details and make sure you sign up. Thanks a lot and spread the word. So the web address to sign up for the webinar is privateclubradio.com slash webinar. I always try to make those links really easy for you to remember. Privateclubradio.com slash webinar. It's only $49 to attend, and it's going to be held on Wednesday, April 26th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hope to see you there. And the last thing that I want to say before we bring Nick on is that if you missed it last week, I announced that my second book, titled The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing is going to be coming out on March 31st, and I am dying to get it in your hands. If you are tasked with membership at your club, whether you're the membership director, you are sitting on the membership committee, or you're a general manager who needs to get some members in your club, this is going to be a book that you'll want to read. It combines best practices, my top tips, and my secret hacks to developing your membership, getting more members in the door and keeping those longer. There's a pre-order site to pre-order your copy at a discounted price and to get some extra goodies. There's some incentives there if you pre-order. You'll get it before it hits the general public. If you go to privateclubradio.com slash book, like I said, I try to make them really easy. Privateclubradio.com slash book. You can pre-order your copy today before it hits the streets on March 31st. Really excited about that. All right, that's going to do it for this week's announcements. Well, it's my pleasure to bring on Nick Snap, productivity expert and owner of Inspire Me Solutions, where he consults with organizations to remove bottlenecks, save time, and increase profitability through productivity and project management. He is building the most effective, action-driven accountability platform for entrepreneurs on the planet. It's called Real Accountable, and we'll talk about that later here in the episode. Nick earned a master's in mechanical engineering from Union College and an MBA from the University of Florida. He obtained his Lean Six Sigma and project management professional certifications and worked 14 years in the nuclear and phosphate industries where he led teams as a capital project manager responsible for multi-million dollar projects. So sounds like Nick is pretty smart. Nick leverages his leadership and technical background to provide a unique coaching experience for his clients. And he is best known as the atypical engineer host of the Make It Snappy Productivity Show podcast and all things snappy for that matter. Nick, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thanks, Gabe. I'm having a great time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we heard your bio there, but I want you to start off, if you could, with some background. And how did you get into the productivity field, Nick? Well, as an engineer, I've always really been into processes and systems. And as a project manager, you're taking this nebulous idea that you have and rallying people around it for the the overall good of the company and driving it forward. And then at the end of the thing, you, you look at this big, massive thing that you've built, whether it's a structure or a big conveyor or whatever, and seeing it to fruition is something that always really fulfilled me. And as I got into entrepreneurship and when I first started just solo entrepreneurship, it's like it was just it was just me. And I realized that 
there's it's it's a completely different parallel or paradigm i should say and there's fundamentally though there's elements of, of what i've done with process improvement and project management that transferred into entrepreneurship especially as a solo entrepreneur and the closest thing that i could find that space at least the way that people categorized it was productivity and i've always really been been uh adept at doing things efficiently and lean and and so i got into the productivity space that's nice so we talked about you have a lean six sigma certification and this is something that i've got a little of experience um at least knowing a little bit about but we might have some listeners that do not so can you explain what that what that is exactly sure well six sigma looks at uh improving quality. So it, Six Sigma is the a measure of the amount of defects that you have in a process. And if you have um, the, the less defects you have, the closer you are to Six Sigma on, on a bell curve. So from the perspective of improving processes and removing errors and defects and improving quality, you get closer to that, to that Lean Six Sigma curve. And um, your quality improves and safety improves and you're always looking at ways to figure out what what's really holding up that process what's what's the bottleneck and how do you make it better so it's and it was the process more efficient sounds like that's right more efficient and it was really founded by um, Toyota in the 60s and it's become really popular lately and transferring these skills to entrepreneurship has been a big thing lately with like Eric's Rees and the, the lean startup and a, a lot of just now it's all about idea validation and testing and instead of just making a plan in your own little corner somewhere and then releasing it to the world and realizing that nobody cares about it. So there's all <laughs> these like continuous improvement type methodologies that go on to, to entrepreneurship nowadays. Nice, nice. Well, I want to get into some of the what I call time sucks. And I don't know if there's a better word for that. But for, sure. for you, Nick, what is uh, one of the biggest time sucks that most people have? Wow. Yeah. So distractions. Uh, there's distractions everywhere now. We're in 2016. We're getting notifications out the wazoo. We're getting email notifications every time something hits our box. There's Facebook. There's texts. There's cubicle work. Right? People coming by and wanting to waste your time. So I think it's just trying to figure out ways that you can dedicate and carve out time that you have control of where you're not getting distracted. And finding that time is is really difficult nowadays. So the biggest time suck is just unplanned interruptions. Yeah. Um, for me, my biggest time suck, I feel like, and the biggest interruption to my day is email. <laughs> and right. I think probably a lot of folks listening to the show probably can relate to that, I'm assuming. But I get at least 100 emails a day. So that's something, you know, from a personal uh, level, I'd love to hear your answer of, you know, how to, do you have, are there any tools out there that people can use to solve this to, you know, to, to break away from the trap of email? For sure. And email is a really big trap. The biggest tool, I guess, per se, we'll get into tools, but just fundamentally, it's the way that you perceive email, the way you deal with it. It's if you look at it from the perspective that email is something that it's a tool for other people's agendas to come into your world, right? So you're planning your day, you have all these great uh, plans and expectations for how it's going to go. And then somebody else comes in via electronic message to uh, throw you off course. So the first thing is, well, how... How are you going to go about your day? Are you going to let email drive your day or are you going to drive your day and let email fill in the gaps mm-hmm. on your terms? So I, the biggest thing is, is I check my email in batches. So the first thing that I do is not wake up, hit my alarm and look at my phone and see who's <laughs> you know, pinging me overnight, which is, I mean, I'm sure that your listeners, there's, there's probably at least 60%, 70% of them that actually do that. That's my routine. Uh, that's just, yeah, so, yeah you just, you, it's, just, it's a natural thing. You want to mm-hmm. see what's going on. 
And then as soon as you get to your desk, you boot it up and your things are coming in. And then the things that you want to accomplish for that particular day just gets completely derailed and sidetracked. So if you can accomplish the most important thing in your day for the first minimum first hour, preferably the first three to four hours, uh, if you can get that done, nail it, knock it out of the park and figure out a way to basically set the expectations or set your boundaries such that your clients, your customers, the, your, your colleagues, that they know that during certain hours, they're, they're not going to be able to, to receive your attention during email with, with email. So if something's that important, then they would know to call. And when they call, it's perceived by you as an emergency because you've, you've set those boundaries. So over time, uh, creating that culture where not allowing people to dictate your day by email is uh, it's something like, like it's like planting seeds along the way. And over time, those seeds will grow into a, into a, a more healthy office culture. Well, what would you say to, to someone who, like myself, might be like, well, you know, what if I have to put on a fire? Or what if there's an emergency? Or, you know, um, I, ha- sure. you know I, I feel like I'm obligated to check these emails. For the first thing that I do when I'm getting into working with people and trying to help them through this, this process is what's really distracting you on a day-to-day basis? And if, if email is one of those things and you start tracking the distractions and figuring out what sort of issues people are coming to you with, and over time, you, you collect that data and you realize that uh, there's, there's patterns that go on. And if you look at that particular distraction, you start digging into the biggest time sucks. I mean, the, the very first step is really understanding you got to have a baseline. You got to know where you're starting from, Gabe. You know, if you're uh, just trying to improve things, but you don't really have anything to improve, improve on because you don't know if you're getting any better, uh, you've got to start with data. So collecting this information about distractions and when people come in your, into your world, um, it's really important because then you can start seeing patterns and then you can start digging in and asking the questions as to how, how urgent were these tasks really. Start talking to the people that are interrupting you. Try to see if there's alternatives, if you can negotiate different arrangements. If uh, you had in your mind that this person needed this document back to them within, you know, immediately or within an hour or something like that and you, and you banged it out and you got it done then you find out on the back end they really didn't need it until two or three days from now. Well, you just allowed somebody to come in and interrupt your day. So, I think this this setting those those uh, collecting the data and setting the expectations to where the the people that are that are causing these interruptions that are they're ca- bringing the fires to your attention they know that if it really truly is a fire that it's defined it's an emergency if if they expect you to get back to them within thirty minutes via email then it's it's an unhealthy culture mm-hmm. it's an unhealthy way to do business so yeah. setting those boundaries slowly. And, and being very clear about your communication is huge. Once you start establishing those, those different arrangements and they know how to get out in contact with you, they know that you care, it's just that email isn't the way to do it, then uh, people are more... Well, one, one thing is if they're less likely to call you unless it really is an emergency. Good point. You know, So the, I think just by the way that we do business now, uh, that just in and of itself will reduce the amount of fires that you need to put out or that you perceive that you need to pull put out. So uh, just getting with the people, collecting the data, figure out who the biggest time sucks are in your world and having those those discussions as early as you possibly can and figuring out other ways that they can, get, they can contact with you or with your team. 
Very nice, Nick. Very nice. I want to remind listeners, we're speaking with Nick Snap. He is the show host of the Make It Snappy Productivity Podcast. Definitely recommend you check out that show. And you can visit the website at makeitsnappyshow.com. So my next question for you, Nick, I want to talk about prioritizing. So I know that for myself, I often attack tasks as they come in. So when I get that email, then I take care of something. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of things done. um, But you know, the opposite would be I could triage them or prioritize them in some way. So in that way, I accomplish a lot. I finish a lot, but I'm always feeling overwhelmed. Any tips for folks that might be in a similar situation to myself? Sure. And you're not alone, Gay. I'll just reassure you there, man. It's uh, <laughs> is one of those things where uh, it's not really intuitive, but all tasks, tasks are not created equal. So if you have a a task list and you have a hundred things on there, there's probably only about one or two that are really going to move the needle forward. They're really going to change the game. So putting more weight to the needle movers, to the game changers is the best way to prioritize. And I'm a huge fan. I'm a, just a Gary Keller and Jay Papazan junkie for the one thing concept. And they talk about a concept of goal setting to the now. So if you have the things that you know, you want to move forward in your club, in your organization, in your, in your firm, that's really going to make a difference. And what is that big overarching goal? And then how do you take that goal and you break it down into its component parts? You take that, maybe it's five years out and you break it down to, well, what, what can I do in one year to know that I'm on track to establish the five year? What can I do in one month to know that I'm on track to establish the one year? What can I do this week to know that I'm on track to establish the one month and so on until you Break it on down to what can I do right now to know that I'm on track. And going through that process, and you have to do it, it's called goal setting to the now per Keller and Papazam. You have to go through that process of five year to one year to one month to one week to today to now to make it effective. You can't just go from now to five years. It doesn't work that way. Okay. So going through that process, that's how you prioritize. And everything else needs to fall around, around that. So there's urgent fires that are come up, but organizing your routine and the way that you go about your business to where you're doing that one thing that's going to actually make the difference. If you're doing that first, everything else falls along along the way, then you're going to grow and you're going to move your business faster uh, than you otherwise would have just attacking things as they come at you because they're not all weighted equally because productivity, the way that I defined it is spending your best time on your best activities is not checking things off your list all day. You can do things faster, but if they're all the wrong things, then are you really being productive? Right, right. <laughs> no, it, yeah. makes a lot, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. How do you keep track of, of that one thing? How are you breaking it down? Are you using some type of spreadsheet or is there a tool out there that you like to use, Nick? Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of tools that kind of work together to make it work. I, and task managers and things like that, it's kind of a personal preference type of thing. But uh, I look at, I put... When I'm capturing information, I'm using Evernote to just capture ideas and information. And then when I'm sorting through those ideas and trying to figure out what the to-dos are, then those go into my task manager of choice is Todoist. And when I look at Todoist, I, I label different things for different categories. And I, I figure out which one's a return on my invested time and which one's contributing to my one thing and then how. So asking those tough questions of, of which ones are really contributing to, to the thing that I really need to get done. That's my overarching goal for this year. For five years, and I look at it from like from the the perspective of how do I want to spend my time, you know, because we're all doing this for a reason. Your listeners, they're they're parts of uh, these boards and 
and managing these these clubs for a reason because ultimately they, they're driven by how they want to spend their time. So if your one thing starts with how you want to spend your time, uh, breaking down the tasks that are directly contributing to that and working on those first in your ta- task manager and labeling them accordingly is is the best way to go. Yeah, that I makes got, sense. I got to imagine you, you feel a little bit more of a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day when you've broken it down to what's my daily task or what's my weekly task or even what's my That's monthly right. task. When you finish that, you actually feel like you're making progress, I would think. That's right. Yeah, you're always working towards towards the thing that you want to accomplish. And if you make a little bit of progress each day on that. I mean, I said earlier when we got on like three to four hours, that's what that's what's recommended if you really want to focus and move and move forward with your one thing. But if you're just working on that thing for if you just don't break the chain and you just work on it for five or ten minutes a day and you know that you made a little bit of progress in that thing that you know you want to move forward, then you're doing something that you otherwise wouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about just having that that vision and moving forward. And it's it I look at productivity just a lot different. It's not it's not about working on everything, it's about working on the right things. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, what's the number one productivity strategy that busy managers need to start implementing? If there's one mm-hmm. thing out there for you, Nick, what is it? It's get, getting rid of expectations. I alluded to it when I first started talking about email and culture and things like that. It's making agreements and eliminating expectations. Expectations are toxic. They, uh, they're unspoken. Uh, they, can, they can really spread like a cancer within an organization if they're unhealthy. So instead, if you look at agreements and figure out ways that you can negotiate with your people, your staff, and, and figure out ways that you, you're very clear on what your agreement is, then that's where you can move forward. If you don't have those agreements, and this doesn't just go with your staff and, your, and the people, your colleagues, this goes at home too. I mean, I'd, if I didn't have an agreement with my wife when I, when I decided to start this business and how long I would be working on it and when I was going to spend time with her and the family, it would just be chaotic, you know? And she would expect me to, to have dinner ready for her when she comes home because I work out of the house. Uh, I would expect that she'd let me work till midnight without getting you know, upset about it. Like there's right. all these things that we could just it would cause an argument. But if you're clear about the agreements, look, yeah, we, we said that you, you would actually stop working at 4 p.m take care of the kids for, for two hours and then get back at it for another hour and a half during the evening. That's what, that's the agreement. There's, there's no, there's no discrepancy. There's no, uh, conflicts, you know, it's like, no, this right. is what we agreed on. If you don't follow through, let's talk about, let's agree on what we can do to, to improve that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the biggest productivity tip. It's a little bit, uh, probably not what you thought I'd be no, coming into the table with, but that's, that's <laughs> no, the one though. So right. can, can you break that down a little bit further for me? So I, I kind of understand what an agreement is, but when you say expectations, what do you mean by that, Nick? Yeah, expectations are, are unspoken um, desires. So like if you, uh, if you have a staff and uh, you expect them to come to work on time, for example, but you've never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you publish working hours, but then you consistently have people coming in late all, all the day, all the time. Uh, and you've never really done anything other than giving them the stink eye, you know, then, <laughs> uh, then that's a, that's an unspoken expectation. Okay. And, and then you, you get upset and you, and you, you can get into the point where, uh, you, it, it builds up and you have arguments and, and you're really not getting to the source of, of what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Or if, um, if a client, um, calls up and that person expects that you have, uh, their, their document or, uh, the deliverable, mm-hmm back to them by the end of the day, but they never tell you that they need it by the end of the day, then they'll get upset 
with you and you'll get upset because you don't really understand why they're upset. Right. And instead being very clear about, okay, well, you just sent me this information. Uh, is it okay? Can we agree that we get this, uh, get this back to you within three days? Is that, is that okay? Versus just saying, okay, I'll get right on it. Right. Uh, it's just being very clear about the boundaries that are set up so that there's no discrepancy. And if you don't come through, if you can't do it, then you're, you're clear about, look, I did not get through with this because uh, this particular issue came up. Uh, is it, can we agree that I'm not, to, to delay it for another two days and things like that. It's just, is getting rid of the, uh, the unspoken expectations. I like that you use the word boundaries there. I think, I think that's a key word. At least that's what kind of rang a bell with me. Um, and I think, I think what you're saying is, is right on. And I know in my own business, you know, I have probably juggling 50 projects at a time. Sure. And, uh, again, I can just get overwhelmed by, you know, trying to get things done, but maybe not the right things done. But if I can set those expectations with people ahead of time, it not only makes them feel better and that I'm I'm on top of the ball, but it makes me feel better because I've prioritized it. So yeah, I and I'm sure you, I know you have a great staff, and I'm sure you have staff meetings and things like that. And it would just be a matter of looking at getting your staff together and saying, "Look, uh, I'm going to try something new to be to be a little bit more productive." So between the hours of I don't know if you get in at seven o'clock. Uh, between the hours of seven to nine a.m., <laughs> okay, well, whatever time it is, <laughs> we're a <laughs> nine to four operation. Over nine to four, here perfect. <laughs> well, we'll just say you know, between the hours uh, from nine to to ten thirty or nine to eleven, I'm committing for a period of two weeks to not check my email. So if you really need something, then I'm, I'm I want to take care of it. If it's an emergency, then you know how to get a hold of me. You can always text me. You can always call me. But from an email perspective. I'm going to shut it down for a couple of weeks. And they're, they're very clear and the staff knows what's going on. They know it's an experiment to see if it's going to work. And at the end of it, they'll kind of be excited. Well, how did that work? What, what were you able to do? What were you able to accomplish? Right. Can I try that? You know, that sure. sort of thing. <laughs> and so it's, 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 it really breeds creativity, I think. Yeah. Uh, but because you can't be productive if uh, you don't know what the deliverables are. You know, if you don't know what, what you're supposed to be getting done. And so that, that's why I think that's the most important thing you can do. I like it. I'm going to call that trickle down productivity there. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to lead by example. Yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. lead by example, no doubt. Well, we have a private club radio listeners forum on Facebook. And before I had you on, I posed a question letting people know that I'd be speaking to you, the productivity expert on the show. And so we have some listener questions came in. Would you mind, Nick, if I asked you a couple of those? That'd be great. Well, first off, this question came from Rick Coffey, who is a frequent contributor of the show. He wants to know about social media. So while sites like Facebook and LinkedIn can be really great for networking and building businesses, they can also be a huge time suck. Do you have any tips for using them efficiently and maintaining a balance? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's just like the email for for me with social media because I was in an earlier part of my career, I was really looking at a lot, doing a lot of work on Facebook for lead generation. Mm -hmm. And it just sucked the life out of me, Gabe. I mean, <laughs> I was on that thing all day and I was yeah. like, I gotta do something different. There's gotta be a better way. <laughs> How uh, many so, cat videos did you watch? <laughs> well, yeah. well, there's a couple, there's some great tools out there uh, where you can actually shut your feed down if you want to. And um, I'll, what I'll do is I'll send it to you after I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'll send you a link, Gabe, and you can link to it in your show notes uh, to actually how to shut that, that feed down. And it basically puts like an inspirational quote on there. And you, it looks when you get into Facebook like nothing's going on. So if, the, if, if okay. you are tempted to check your feed, then that's one of the... <laughs> All right, uh, I like that. But one of the, the biggest things with, with Facebook is that you're, if you're in there for business, then you, you're in there for a fixed amount of time. It, you have a reason to be in there. If you're trying to develop relationships with specific people, you're trying to learn something, uh, 
that's something that you do for a set period of time because you've got better things to do other than be in Facebook. Now, if you're in there, you're trying to do lead generation and stuff like that, that's still a fixed amount of time. Well, how much time do you want to spend doing lead, lead generation? Right. Is it two hours? Is it three hours a day? Well, set yourself a stopwatch. And um, when you're done with that time period, then you shut it down. If you don't have the, the discipline to shut it down, you can use a tool called self-control for Mac where you only make Facebook available for a set period of time each day. <laughs> or, or you actually, when you are in there, or when you're trying to get something done that's more important than Facebook, then you block that particular wow. website so you can't get to it. And for PC, there's one called Stay Focused, but it's not focused with an E. They take the E out of it, so it's F-O-C-U-S-D. So those two tools are, are awesome for just shutting down those sites that you're really tempted to go to. And I use, I use self-control all the time. I have my blacklist. Nice. Um, Slack's on there. Gmail's on there. Facebook's <laughs> on there. When I really got to bang something out. Wow. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's cool. I didn't know that anything like that existed. Um, one thing I tried was I read this article online where, you know, it said, uh, the, the main thing is, you know, we get these red notification icons on all our apps, right? right? So, yeah, right. open me, open me, open me. And uh, setting your screen to black and white, I tried that. And it actually worked pretty well where, you oh, know, because wow. the color red is just something that really gets people going. And so I set my screen to black and right, white. And that's it, a good it actually one. worked. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard about that. That's, that's cool. That's well, I'm learning I'm something to, myself. There you go. I'm happy <laughs> to give the productivity guy a productivity tip. <laughs> Perfect. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have another question. It relates to New Year's resolutions and goals. It's, it's of mm. course, January right now, and people are setting their goals for the New Year's. This came from Christine Robinson in our private club radio listeners Facebook forum again. Uh, so listeners, if you haven't joined that, check out Facebook and uh, join our group that we have going on. You too can ask some of our guests some questions. But anyway, Nick, Christine writes, since it's the start of the new year, do you have any advice on making sure you actually accomplish the goals you've set out to do? And I think you sort of alluded to this with breaking it down, but but is there any other tips right. out for setting, uh, not only setting goals, but actually making sure you accomplish them? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Gabe, this is right at my, right at my wheelhouse, man. Um, the first thing is so much talk about goals, right? And it's fun. It's exciting, but really the goal doesn't matter. It's the action. And the, a lot of times when we look at these goals, they're out of our control. So focus on what you can control. So say you have a goal of losing 20 pounds in the first quarter of 2017. That is actually my goal. (laughs) (laughs) I already lost 20 and then I got 20 more to go. So yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I would, instead of focusing on that number, that 20, that 20 pounds, I would focus on, okay, what habit can I commit to consistently? Mm-hmm. So instead of 20 pounds, can I consistently go to the gym for an hour or three times a week? Let's just okay. start there. Yep. All right. So focusing on the habits, if you're uh, not getting enough sleep, then you can't really control the amount of hours you're asleep because you pop up and you wake up, but you can control the amount of time you're in bed. So mm-hmm. yeah, setting an alarm, can you, can you commit to setting an alarm at 9 p.m. and actually getting in bed and going through your your night ritual and and being in there and trying to fall asleep by 9.30, like things like that, focusing on habits instead of goals. And, and goals will be an output of the habit. Nice. I think it's, just, it's, a lot, it's a lot healthier way to look at it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great way to look at things for sure because there's only, you can't necessarily, you know, you, you can set yourself up to to create the outcome. But if, you, if you're not, you right. can't necessarily go out and just create an outcome without actually setting yourself up. And then so. if you don't get there, you're deflated. But if you know that, look, I stuck to what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the results I expected, but I stuck to it. Then you can feel good right. about it. And you're like, well, yeah. what, what could I have done differently? Then you can learn from it and grow. Otherwise, just like, oh, I just didn't hit my goal. Okay, right. well, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> then man. what? Awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. That's an awesome answer. 
Well, one last thing I want to cover with you is accountability. And I know you think that accountability is extremely important to productivity. So can you tell us a little bit about that, Nick? Right. Yeah. So especially like in entrepreneurship, uh, accountability is huge. It was the missing link for me when I when I started off on this journey. Like I, I remember my first day, I, I was in front of my computer and I'm like, what am I going to do now? Like it's just it's just me. And where do I go next? And I was the only one that cared. It was very evident to me very quickly that I was the only one that cared. So I really had to come up with creative ways to hold myself accountable. So I, I felt that I've, I've done a lot of coaching myself. Um, as far as I, I have been a coach and I'm a consultant now in, in some cases, but um, I, when I was coached by other coaches, I found that the, the biggest gap was that people would lose track of where I'm at in my goals. You know, where, how do I, how do I uh, report back? And, and then the person that I'm reporting back to just doesn't even remember where I was at. It's just not an effective relationship. It's not like that all the time, but uh, keeping track of where you're at and knowing that people care and setting setting up the infrastructure for your in your life to know that people care uh, the different goals and stuff that you're trying to do week to week, um, that's the key. So how do you get that done effectively? And I've I've created my my entire platform now is based around accountability, uh, and helping people make that very visible in your face from a lean six sigma perspective. Uh, what gets measured gets improved. So if it's visible, if you see it. And, and other people know, and it's embarrassing if you're not going to get it done, that sort of thing. Like That's the stuff you're going to focus on. Because you can uh, sacrifice your personal integrity and, and break a commitment to yourself. A lot of times, it's not a big deal uh, for, for people. It should be a big deal, but a lot of times, it's not. But when you go out there, like you and I on this, on this call right now, Gabe, it's like I, I committed to being on this call at the time that we scheduled. Right. If I wouldn't have done that, I would have broken, your, I would have broken integrity with you. And I don't want to do that. Like It's, it's a big yeah. deal for me. So right. how do you set that up? To, to things that you want to accomplish yourself, how do you make a commitment and, and let other people know about it? That's, that's really what I'm, I'm leveraging you know, with my accountability platform. Yeah, so let's talk about your accountability platform. You're launching this new program. It's called Real Accountable. Tell right. us about it, Dick. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, if you or your organization is tired of not following through and not taking action on what you know you need to accomplish and you want to level up your accountability, then we're launching... Uh, Real Accountable, we have a corporate package for a lot of your listeners. Um, if you have groups of 10 that really want to move forward with a goal, uh, we're going to bring you into the program. You're going to learn how to put an effective program plan together. You'll be teamed up with two other people. You can work in pods and teams and, and hold each other accountable. And then you actually take that plan that you develop through our structure and you present it to a, a board of advisors that are uniquely matched to your skill set. And you'll present it to them. It's kind of intense, kind of like Shark Tank. It's a lot of fun, but you get oh, some nice. really, really valuable advice. And um, and then you take that information and you you apply it to your corporation, your plan, and you actually move it forward. So every week you're hitting milestones, and that's key. It's like you take the thing that you want to get done in this 12 week program. The program is 12 weeks, and you break it down week to week. We show you how to do that very, very clear. So as you achieve your milestones, you actually have the option also to achieve points and, and compete for prizes and things like that. So it's a really fun, gamified accountability, I mean, almost like a competition sort of thing, but it, it's about uh, tough love. If you don't get the things done that you, that you say you're going to do, then we ask you questions. We care. And that's the whole thing with accountability is if you don't, if you feel like nobody cares, then you're not going to do the thing. But if somebody's in there asking you questions, clarifying questions, and knowing you, you didn't get this thing done, why didn't you get it done? What happened? And you got you to be accountable to that. Then it, it ups the ante a little bit, doesn't it? 
yeah, I a hundred times I'm sure it does. Yeah, <laughs> and it depends on what what the what the uh, retribution is if you don't hit the goal. <laughs> yeah, sure retribution is it's you actually get you actually get removed from the program. So <laughs> we're serious about it. I mean, yeah. we're, we're asking for a minimum commitment of of three months. You pay up front, and if you don't do the minimum amount of work, which you know gave is not a lot of work, it's you're updating your status mm-hmm. of where you're at with your goal. That's yeah. that's really it. It shouldn't take you more than 10, 15 minutes a week. But if you can't even do that. Then you know you you just you're not cut out for the accountability program. We don't want you in there. <laughs> so beyond having that group of of three folks keeping you accountable, what else do people get out of this course, Nick? Well, they have access to just a really top notch group of advisors, people that are well seasoned, successful entrepreneurs that know business. They they're matched for your personality, your specific niche, the things you want to get done. And these people have uh, they have time. They want to help. They want to give back. So you have access to these to these folks. Uh, some really great courses that have been vetted and resources out there. The engagement's always really high because people in this group know that we care. You know, so there's there's going to be a lot of different opportunities to get involved on, on many, many different levels to learn the things that you need to learn. We have access to really cool processes, proven processes that work. But the thing is about processes and courses and stuff is that typically only 15% of the people that start a course actually finish it. So we want to close that gap. So we find courses that work that are really good and then we hold you accountable to them as well. So there's a lot of great options with this platform. It sounds like a ton of value. And I think for private clubs, maybe this would be great for your board of directors or maybe the membership committee or one of the committees at the club in order to have a goal and really see it through to completion. So it's realaccountable.com forward slash club. And if you'd like to learn more, just go on over to that site, realaccountable.com slash club and get some more information. Nick, really appreciate you being on the show today and sharing your wisdom. I learned a lot. I know our listeners did too. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me, Gabe. It was a blast. How about that, Nick Snap? I told you it was going to be good. Really good stuff from him right there. I learned a lot. I've already started putting some of his things into practice and it's really helping me. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, Nick is kind enough to join us on the Private Club Radio Listeners Forum on Facebook. So head on over there and ask away. Don't forget, if you want to pick up your copy of the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, you can pre-order that copy at privateclubradio.com slash book. Would love it if you did that. And if you're going to be in Orlando tomorrow, Tuesday in real time, I'm going to be at the PGA show. And if you're going to be there, I would love to meet you. Just shoot me a message. Probably the best way to do that is to either fill out the form on Private Club Radio or join that Facebook group I've been telling you about and get in touch with me. Let me know you'll be there too. I'd love to see you. Until next week, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.